Hi. This is Gil Ford. The following program of Fortress of Faith was aired during the shutdowns of COVID in 2020. Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're here once again at the Corners of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here. Well, folks, we are already in May of 2020. It's amazing how quickly these uh, days just slip by. And oh, what a year it has been. I know some people would rather say, let's, uh, let's go back to 2019 or let's just skip 2020 and go right into 2021. But um, <laughs> these are our days, folks. It's no sense complaining about them. And uh, we must uh, face them and do what's right. You know, when we are given difficulty, it's a great time for God to strengthen us and to sharpen our skills. It's a good time for us to learn where the power of the Lord is in our life, or rather the lack of, and if there's lack, then we need to turn to God and say, God, what am I doing wrong here? Because he has called us to be overcomers. Today, I want to talk to you about Peter the Apostle Peter. Last week, I gave some programs talking about the Great Awakening. What does it mean when revival comes and there's an awakening? This term is used often when there is a, a Holy Ghost revival. I mean, we're talking a culture changing uh, revival. When the Spirit of God comes down, when God steps down. And this is a subject that I've been preaching about and talking much about of late in a revival that I've been preaching in North Carolina. And folks, you can listen to those messages online at our website, fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com, and catch those messages by clicking on the Facebook link. Go to the video section there. Or if you're on Facebook, go to Fortress of Faith, find the videos You can listen to them, but we're going to have all the audios available for you on our website uh, here soon as well. But um, I've been a student of revival for many years. I had the privilege of meeting people who were alive during the great Lewis revival in the Hebrides in Scotland back in 1949 when that occurred, a revival that lasted three years. I got to meet two elderly gentlemen when I was a younger man. Two old men who were from Wales and were there during the Evan Roberts revivals of the early 1900s. These events, they're often referred to as the great, as great awakenings. And what do they awaken to? Something is made manifest to them like never before. And two things stand out. Number one, the holiness of God. The righteousness of the Almighty is upon man. And sinners uh, are under great conviction. And even saints under great conviction and, and living in awe of a great God. And when they do, they see their own uh, sin and faults and, and mistakes. And they repent. And turn to the Lord. And that is what happens when there's a great 
awakening. I want to talk about Peter's awakening. Now, Peter, <laughs> uh, he's probably the most headstrong of the whole group of the 12. He was high-spirited, high-minded, haughty. Oftentimes, he was sticking his foot in his mouth, interjecting his thoughts and comments, when instead he probably should have kept his mouth shut. And he spent three years with the master. And he almost missed this event in his life that really changed him. Peter was there when the Lord was walking on the water in the midst of the storm. And he asked God to bid him, asked Jesus to bid him to come out and walk on the water with him. And Peter has this experience where he's walking on the water, but this wasn't his great awakening. He was the one disciple when Jesus, there in Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, whom do others say that I am? Peter was the one who got it. He said, you're the Christ. You're it. You're God here in the flesh personified before us. But that wasn't his great awakening. Peter was also there with James and John on the Mount of Transfiguration when the Lord was transformed, transfigured. Moses and Elijah were there too, and they saw the glory of God. Man, what, what an experience, but that wasn't his great awakening. And even though he saw the glory of God at that point, that wasn't it. Peter was with the Lord at the Last Supper, and, you know, he makes his declaration, Lord, all these others, they may forsake you, but I won't. I'm going to be with you to the end. That wasn't his great awakening. Nor was it when he denied the Lord three times, as the Lord had predicted. That wasn't his great awakening. So what was it? It was after the death and burial of Jesus Christ. And here the Lord has visited the disciples on two occasions, and this is the third occasion. There'll be one more. And we find the passage in John chapter 21. And it's a passage you're familiar with. And it's often preached. Jesus asked Peter these three personal questions again and again and again because it was Peter who denied him three times. Well, I don't think that's what's happening here. We're going to look at this event where Jesus asked Peter some very personal questions and it changes Peter in such a way. So let's look at it in John chapter 21, verse 15. It says, So when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Now, we don't know what these are. We can make a supposition. <clears throat> you know, we could say, well, it's he's talking about the other disciples. Do you love me more than the disciples? Or it could be that he's saying, do you love me more than the fishing? Your career was a fisherman. Do you love me more than that? We don't know exactly what he meant by that. But when the Lord is saying love, he's using the word agape. This is the strongest form of love, a sacrificial love. And he's asking Peter, Peter, do you love me with the ultimate type of love? Do you agape me? And here's Peter's response. He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I phileo thee. Now, he didn't reply in the same manner in which God had asked him. 
Jesus has said, do you agape me? Peter said, I phileo thee. I like you. I'm fond of you. Now can you understand why the Lord asked the same question again? Because Peter didn't respond with agape love. He didn't say, Lord, I agape you. So the Lord asked him, verse 16, the very same thing. Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, agape thou me. He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I phileo thee. I'm fond of you. I like you. Now, when we get down to verse 17, and maybe, you know, understanding these words for love, you'll understand more now why Jesus is asking repeatedly this question. He's not really asking him the same thing each time because the reply is different. But look at verse 17 because things really change here. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, phileo thou me. Now he's using Peter's word for love. Now he's saying, Peter, you like me? You're fond of me? Now look at his response. Look carefully. Peter was grieved. Grieved. The Greek word lupeo. He was distressed. He was in heaviness. He was in sorrow. Why? Because he said unto him the third time, Phileo thou me. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I phileo thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Now, folks, when I first understood this, when I was going through Bible college and going through Greek class, and, and uh, that's when I discovered this, what Jesus was saying and what Peter was saying. And my first response was anger. I was upset with Peter. How dare you, Peter? I mean, you, you spent three years with, with the Lord. This is the Lord. He's now, he's been, he died on the cross. He's now resurrected. You're with the resurrected Lord. And all you can say is, I like you. I'm fond of you. Why? It bothered me. It bothered me for about a week. My wife had asked me, you know, well, what's wrong? Something's bothering you. And I couldn't quite, you know, yeah, it's okay. Everything's fine. But I was in distress over this passage and trying to understand it. Why would Peter say phileo? Why was he so shallow? And after a week of going over this and and just, you know, turning on this again and again and again, then it hit me at the end. Verse 17. He said, and he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I phileo thee. Please understand this, folks. Anytime Jesus asks a question, anytime God asks a question, it's never for his information. When God asked Adam and Eve in the garden, where art thou? He didn't ask them because he, could, he didn't know where they were or he was bad at playing hide and seek. No, he knew where they were. They needed to understand why they're hiding. There's something happened here. Now they're trying to get away from God's presence and that's what happens when we sin, isn't it? So Peter uh, is being asked a question by Jesus, by God, and God knows the answer here, but this is something for Peter to know and learn. And Peter was grieved, distressed, and in sorrow because he was having to admit and humble himself to admit that he did not agape the Lord. 
He believed he did. You see, this is the problem. I believe Peter's just like most of us out there that we think we're like like Peter, that we agape the Lord, that we're willing to die for him. I mean, Peter he was the guy who said, Lord, I don't know about these other disciples, but I'll be with you to the end. I'm not going to betray you. And God knew better, but Peter didn't. And Peter had to discover something about himself. And this was his great awakening. The great awakening between, and, the, and, and listen, this is what makes the difference between someone who serves God with just mediocrity and someone who serves God in a glorious way. The difference is that they are a broken, humbled person and they realize that they've not been everything that they've been boasting themselves to be. To be a champion of the Lord, a servant of God. Here he was, he was a servant of the Lord, a disciple, an apostle. And he was always making a mess of things. But after this event, after this interview, you see God using Peter like he's used so few men. What made the difference? He had a great awakening. He learned something about himself and it humbled himself and it broke him. And God can use vessels that are broken of themselves, that are not filled with their own pride and that they'll admit their fault and their sin. And that's the vessel God can use. And that's why Peter was used in such a great way. Have you had your great awakening? Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage.